they always joke with me about it. Being the, when I told them who was my favorite MMA fighter, they all laugh. I like Roy Nelson. Okay. Welcome to the Weekend Sports Buzz here on 96.1 FM, 1450 AM, WXVW. I'm Kelly Patrick alongside my man Chris Embry coming at you as we do every Sunday morning, 9 a.m. until 11 a.m. Talking all things in the world of sports, Chris. We've got two wins to discuss from yesterday for the local teams. Yes. Kentucky with the big win. I know Chris is happy this morning. Absolutely. It's three in a row for Kentucky, all the ranked teams. So I'm very Significant happy. win. Uh, Cal doesn't lose much at Rupp. Yeah. Eight games in ten years, that's pretty Is that right? Pretty awesome. I don't have the numbers. I appreciate the, the, the numbers there. Um, he, but suffice it to say, you say eight games in ten years, he's lost. At home, yes. At Rupp. But there's no way that even with those numbers behind you, that you're not still completely happy with the Wildcats with a convincing win at home over Kansas. Yes, that's, you know, Kansas, they lost uh, their big guy for the year. He went down with a uh, season-ending hand injury. And uh, without him, they're not as strong down low, but uh, they're still a very good team, and Kentucky took care of business. I think it was the number nine team over the number eight team. Yes. Is that right? That's correct. So a, a big win for the Wildcats. Also the Louisville Cardinals. I was actually able to attend the game yesterday at the Yum Center. Uh, Louisville with a big win, a revenge win Absolutely. over Pitt. And they look they look really good. Uh, a lot better than I anticipated them to look this year. Oh, versus expectations. Uh, you got to say the cards are certainly exceeding uh, where everyone had picked them to be during – Chris Mack's first – some of the statistics during his first season with the Cards, some of the statistics about um, – I think they, they, they start ha, have a better ACC start to their ACC schedule than any time during the Rick era, yeah. something along those lines, which is absolutely insane. Uh, now, don't get me wrong, there's still quite a few difficult games ahead of the, them. Yeah, it looks like the schedule's backloaded. They have a lot of really tough. Could drop coming. two or three in a row. Some, oh, you yeah. know, could could start to uh, really take a little bit of a nosedive. But as of right now, they're making the tournament. Oh yeah, certainly making the tournament. But big win yesterday for the Louisville Cardinals and the Kentucky Wildcats. I want to welcome in studio with us. We have Timothy Moten. Tim, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Doing very well. Tim is the current. Face of the heavyweight division for the the, the city of Louisville. Yes, sir. Yes, is sir. that an accurate statement? That is for the 100%. box for boxing. Yes, yes, hundred um, percent. Currently, right now, I think I'm ranked in the top forty on uh, box rec, and uh, I'm in the top two hundred in the uh, world. So, wow, yeah, I that's say that's awesome. a pretty accurate statement. <laughs> okay, ready to keep moving and going forward. Your next fight is March twenty third. March twenty third. Eskridge Enterprise at Bourbon Hall. Okay. So are you two and zero or three and zero? 
I'm four and zero. Oh, okay. I saw a clip. I think I looked at your Twitter earlier. Yeah, you gotta yeah. update that. I gotta update my Twitter. You gotta update that. It's rough, man. Trying to keep all my social media updated. Four and zero. Yeah, four and zero. Okay. How four old are you? Um, twenty six. Okay. A little bit of background. Uh, you said you went to Fern Creek High School. You grew yep. up in Louisville. Yep, Louisville, Kentucky. Grew up downtown. Uh, I attended and graduated from Fern Creek High School. Um, been boxing since I was twelve, a baby. And uh, won a lot of amateur titles, and now we're um, headed towards, uh, you know, the, the the big dance, trying to get to the get some belts and some money. <laughs> Boxing is wild. Everybody knows that. Well, I assume a lot of our listeners know. I do the commentary for Hard Rock MMA, right? And I, I get to hear a little bit about the the pay for not only the the MMA within the state of Kentucky, but in other states close by. Right. Uh, not quite the UFC, but that type of circuit. And boxing, the money kind of jumps up quicker. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. So uh, in the beginning, it's all about ticket sales. You know, unless you're an Olympian, you know, like Sugar Ray Leonard or, you know, you got the newer guys. Uh, even even Deontay Wilder is an De- Olympian. Yeah, Deontay Wilder. You know, these guys signed to the big promotional contracts. You know, they get the big deals. So they get the big money right off the bat. But when you're starting from what I like to call the mud, the bottom, the dirt, uh, you have to uh, fight on the smaller venues, and you have to sell tickets. So, really, uh, upon your ticket sales, determine you know what kind of money you make. You can make uh, you know some good money, some some okay money, but not the big big bucks. You know, so that's why people you, when you when you interview them at the the smaller venues, the smaller shows, you know they're they're working to to sell tickets, train, uh, get butts in the seat, and fight. So it's a lot in the beginning. Before we jump into the content of the rest of the show, which I'm very fortunate that talking to Tim prior to going on the air this morning, I basically discovered he's very well versed on basketball and football, which is is convenient. Yeah, yeah. So I like to watch sports. I got friends who uh, are really in-depth to to the the basketball and football world, so uh, I hear a lot and I see a lot. I used to work at the M Center, so I watched the, the Cardinals a lot. Okay, you Cards fan? Uh, I am a Cards fan. Okay. I kind of was uh being in back, you know going back and forth between uh Tennessee and and Louisville cuz my dad's from uh Russellville, Kentucky. Okay. It's up there back kind of no. at Tennessee. It's kind of sorta. Not a bad time to be a, a Tennessee Volunteers fan for basketball, is it? No, it's a no, it, number it's, 1 team in the country. They they look very good too this year. Blew out Bobby Huggins last night. Yes. <laughs> um but Prior to us jumping into the meat and potatoes of the show, Tim, you have your fight coming up. How would our listeners, to get out and support you, uh, get? I want to know how they get tickets, also how they can maybe support you by following you on social media, right. uh, supporting the, the local heavyweight uh, boxing face right. of the division. Right. So uh, you can um, follow me on uh, Facebook. My name is Timothy Moten on Facebook. And um, it's my Instagram is mayhem underscore Moten. And uh, the same for my Twitter, I believe. I'm not sure. I'm not, I don't really stay on my Twitter a lot. I, I found your Twitter this morning. I think it's Mayhem92 or something along those lines. I'll find it. Here. Okay. And uh, as far as the ticket sales, if you follow me on my uh, Instagram, my Facebook page, you can always inbox me when ticket times come. And I let everybody know that I have tickets and tickets are available. And I'll come to you. I'll come. I'll meet you. You know, we can come. I'll come. I'll talk to you for a little bit. And uh, we get the ticket sale going. And where do you train at? I know you're at Core a lot. Yeah, yeah. So Monday, my schedule, my training schedule, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, 
I'm at uh, Core Combat Sports with uh, my coach, Abdul Jarvis. And um, Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday, I train with my father. Uh, and we call it the dungeon. You know, we got the basement set up like Roy Jones' father used to have it set up, you know. And we get it in down there <clears throat> Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday. And I get Sundays off. And you all live in Brooks? Uh, no, my father lives downtown Louisville. Okay, so you go, uh, gotcha. Yeah, we live in Brooks, but my father lives in downtown Louisville. <laughs> okay. All right, so once again, we got our man Tim Moten in studio with us, Chris Embry and I. Uh, Chris, we, we, we got some basketball games to review. Yeah. I know it's the middle of the, the conference, or toward the beginning of the conference schedule part of the season, but they had this SEC Big 12 showdown uh, yeah. yesterday. Uh, what's the state of the Kentucky Wildcats right now, Chris? Well, the the team's looking uh, really good, finally meshing together. Uh, they started out getting punched in the face by Duke, obviously, the first game of the year. Uh, I, I do remember that. You know, what's funny is I remember you predicted Kentucky would win that game. Yeah. And then they absolutely got their ass kicked. You got that right, man. I was way off. I hate to even go back into this, but I also remember that um, you then conveniently got sick after that and you weren't able to come in the next morning <laughs> is that right chris or am i mixing maybe a different person no no you're right i did uh it, it uh, just I, a coincidence though i had to get some things done that day i, <laughs> I had uh some dental work done you know how it is it's uh, perfect timing it's, yes so, it sounds like the typical behavior of a Kentucky. <laughs> oh, coming from tim being a, a louisville and a uh a tennessee fan yeah I like those, louisville and tennessee. those are convenient <laughs> yeah right chris those are the two i guess you'd say the two rivals of the kentucky wildcats you got that right and i could see kentucky and tennessee you know they play at least twice i could see tennessee uh winning both of those if kentucky don't watch what they're doing because they kentucky uh tennessee is very deadly this year uh they got some really good big men and uh those are a couple games i'm really anticipating but but let's talk a little bit about kentucky's win over kansas yesterday <clears throat> Reed Travis to me looked good. Yeah. Every time I see him out there, he's he's kind of just doing the right thing. Yeah. He's an upperclassman. Is he an NBA player? Uh, he can be. Uh, he plays below the rim a little too much. Um, he's not as athletic uh, as the guys in the NBA, but he could be a utility guy in the NBA. He definitely can. Um, very smart player. Uh, he's got a degree from Stanford. Uh, very smart on the court, and uh, you know we'll have to see. He he might even get a uh, free agent contract, but um, regardless, he's potentially going to be remembered by the Kentucky Wildcat faithful in very high esteem. Yes, and um, am I focusing too much on Reed Travis? Because no. that's what I see. Is I know that Kansas was missing a couple of their best big men. Yeah, but but Reed Travis to me just looks very efficient inside. Yeah, and, you know, when Kentucky cuts down the nets, that will greatly... <laughs> what nets are you talking What do you mean? Yeah, yeah I don't know what nets oh, he's talking, talking about. we're talking about uh, NCAA championship. Right? Oh, oh, okay. Yes. Probably not the SEC, though, because Tennessee... Yeah, 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 yeah. I, don't, yeah. <laughs> I think Kentucky's got about 46 of those, so they... they got... <laughs> <laughs> How many does Kentucky really have? About 46. How many does Tennessee Jeez. have? That They probably have another 10 of... 12 of those okay so kentucky and tennessee have always been the top two teams in the sec so um it's uh you know 
that it's going to be fun to watch that uh, game when they play the first game coming up. So Reed Travis, his stat line yesterday was 18 points on 7 of 11 from the field. He had 12 rebounds. And I guess the, the, the player of the game maybe was, was P.J. Washington. Yeah. What about his NBA potential? I, he's definitely going to get drafted. Um, I'd say right now he's at the bottom of the first round. Um, if he continues to uh, assert himself down low, I can see him definitely moving up the – uh, closer to the 20 spot, um, but uh, he, he's very good. He's hitting three-point shots, and uh, he's he's doing fabulous. So. Okay. The Oxmoor Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram Buzzline is 502-384-1450. Give us a call. Get in on the action. If you have comments about the Louisville win yesterday or the Kentucky win, or you have any questions for our man Tim Moten, uh, Really, related to his boxing career or anything we're talking about this morning. We would love to hear from you. Did you get to see either of the games yesterday, Tim? No, I did not. Okay. I did not watch the games. Actually, yesterday I was working out Okay. as the games were going on. So it was uh, I got to peek at them, but not really pay attention in depth. Like I What about the NFL? You looking forward to the Super Bowl next Sunday? I am. I am. I didn't think the Rams were going to make it, but they did. Uh, it was a good game. But but I am ready for the Super Bowl. What do you think? Uh, um, obviously, Tom Brady. Um, I mean, it's hard. I, he, there's no question he's the best quarterback ever, right? No question. I I, I was a I was a, I was what you would call a a hater at first. <laughs> what do you mean by at first? You mean at three, uh, three or four years ago, like, or you mean yeah, twenty yeah. years ago? I say, I say three or four years okay. ago. I didn't so, like Tom. I didn't like Tom Brady. I just didn't like the hype that everybody. Oh, Tom Brady. You know what I mean? But especially, I'm a Pittsburgh fan. Ooh. So, you know. I'm a Bengals fan. So, really? <laughs> so, I have a great appreciation for the Steelers, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Now, Steelers or Bengals, neither of them riding real high at the moment. No. Um, but I'm 35 years old, been a Bengals fan ever since I was born, really. So, uh, I've seen the Bengals play in person. Yeah, against the Steelers many times. Okay, and, and so I have an appreciation for similar to how I'm a Cincinnati Reds fan, and I have an appreciation for the St. St. Louis Cardinals. Okay, you know, that's excellence. That's consistency. Something that my teams, unfortunately, are not. Cincinnati Reds <laughs> making some waves though in the off season. They picked up Yasiel Puig, uh, Matt Kemp, um, a couple pitchers, new pitching coach. So my Reds might be on the cusp of doing something. Once again, the Oxmoor Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram buzz line is 502-384-1450. We would love to hear from you. Going to head to the buzz line now. We got our man Brian the Insider is on the line with us. How are you this morning, Brian? I'm doing great, gentlemen. Great to hear you guys this morning. Everybody sounds good. Good, Nice to hear Chris back on the air. That So I'm looking forward to hearing your boxer. Hey, I watched some good boxing last night on Fox. It's great Fox has boxing on. But, hey, I wanted to cover some ground here first. Let's talk some basketball. Man, the Cats. The Cats are starting to look, and with the landscape of college basketball, there is no reason the Cat fans can't really start to dream about getting another national championship. They really are starting to play well, and I really think the guy that's driving it all is Hagen's. He really looks like he might be one of the most exciting guards, one of the fastest guards, and his ability on the defensive end is the best of anybody I've seen so far this year. So uh, hats off to the Cats. Uh, I really think they could uh, just be in January. They continue to improve, 
they really are looking looking like a one seed, and uh, they could really go far. So congratulations to the Cats. Hey, the Cards, I, I tell you what, guys, I, I, I don't think anybody would have guessed at this stage of the game with Chris Mack's first team, the Cards would be sitting 6-1, and one, tied with Duke and Virginia for first place in the ACC. Now, I, I know they've got a tough part of their schedule still coming up, uh, but what he's doing on the defensive end with this, this team he put together really on short notice, a couple undersized grad transfer guards is, is extremely impressive. And how he's gotten these other guys, I mean, this is some of these same guys were on the team last year that you know that, that didn't play that well. And Chris Mack, I love his his uh, post game interviews. He is really doing a heck of a job, and uh, I think they play. They should really go to seven and one. They still got two games against Virginia. They got to play Duke, so they got uh, they got a lot of tough games coming. But uh, unbelievable what's going on there. Hey guys, as you know, I do Kelly. I like to cover all sports. Got a great story for you. Djokovic, you know, all we've heard about is Federer and then maybe Nadell and then third. We are witnessing the three best tennis players in the history, in my opinion, of men's tennis. Djokovic just earlier today in Australia won his seventh Australian Open title. That gives him 15 Grand Slams, three in a row, by the way. Federer's got 20, Nadell's got 17. But Djokovic has got 15. Those are the three highest totals in history. And hats off to Djokovic, three in a row. He's not done yet. Federer looks like he might be done. Nadal will win the uh, French Open. But, uh, man, what a rivalry in tennis. Hey, less than 100 days, guys, from uh, the, the best two minutes in sports, the Kentucky Derby. And uh, one of the richest horse races in the world was run yesterday at Gulfstream Park. His third straight year, they ran the Pegasus. And it featured uh, Breeders' Cup winner Accelerate going against Breeders' Cup winner Dirt Mile City of Light. Both of them, their last races before they go to stud. This is kind of a nice little caveat this race has is that they can, most of the time, these horses would retire after the Breeders' Cup. But the way they put this race in there before the Derby, uh, I'm sorry, before uh, right after Breeders' Cup and before breeding season, uh, both of these horses had a shot to, to run before they go to the breeding shed. City of Light dominated and really was impressive. Uh, and then uh, Dallas Stewart, who always seems to do this at 40 to 1, not seeking the soul in past accelerate. Uh, so at 40 to 1, what a job, Dallas, Dallas Stewart. Everyone who knows the Derby knows Dallas has done that many times in the Derby. So uh, it's really nice to see. So, and the last thing I'll leave you guys with is. Uh, Big recruiting weekend on the uh, for Satterfield with Louisville. He had a lot of top recruits. It's a small class Louisville's bringing in, but he had a lot of top. It's remarkable what he's doing in a short period of time. He hasn't signed many yet, but we're now less than two weeks from signing day, and uh, he had a lot of top recruits. It's you know it's kind of amazing how late some of these guys sign now. They've they've kind of tinkered with the signing day uh, schedule, so he had some real real nice talent on schedule and i like what's going on with the program that we all know bobby left in horrible shape bobby was extremely negligent didn't even visit the local talent in the high school so uh haven't heard much from bobby but uh uh satterfield's doing a heck of a job guys love having you on i'll hang up and listen to you guys thanks so much for having me on
Great stuff, as always, from our man Brian the Insider. Uh, Brian touched on quite a few different things we're going to get to. We are going to head to a break. We appreciate everyone tuning in to the Weekend Sports Buzz. Be sure to support us and follow us on Twitter. For me, it's at the Kelly Patrick. We got the, the station, or I'm sorry, the show account, which is at WSB1450. And also want to uh, have you follow and support our man Tim Moten, who's in studio with us. He is at Mayhem Moten 92, born in 92. So at Mayhem Moten 92. We will be back with more of the Weekend Sports Buzz. Stay tuned. Welcome back to the Weekend Sports Buzz here on 96.1 FM, 1450 AM, WXVW. Talking all things in the world of sports. Great call in the previous segment from our man Brian the Insider. Brian touches, as always, on just a little bit of everything. He said Satterfield has some good momentum going. He touched on, as far as kind of touching on an emotional chord, he, 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 he said... Bobby Petrino sure left this program in not so good a shape. I think that's a safe statement. They finished season two and ten. Yeah. yeah. Not a good time right now for Louisville football. Although they do have a new coach, new coaching staff. Uh, certainly seems to be an uptick in expectations and satisfaction among the fan base. But, I mean, Tim, you, you grew up here. What, you said you, you played with uh, was played it Jamon with Brown? Yeah, I played I played with Jamon. He's a real good friend of mine. I played with Jamon. Actually, we had a couple of recruits go to Louisville. Um, Jalen Harrington, Jarrell um, Morris, I think is his last name. But uh, Jamon's definitely the one that, that uh, you know, took it and ran with it. Uh, we played at Fern Creek in uh, 2010. I played with him. But he graduated in 2011. Okay. He was a junior when I was a senior. It was like my little brother. Okay. But, um, yeah. Uh, what position were you in high school? I played everywhere. I played everywhere. I, I, I was I was just a big solid. I was a solid guy. Okay, you know, uh, can always I, find a spot for that. Exactly on a football field. Exactly. And uh, how, how tall are you, Tim? I'm about five eleven. Okay. Oh uh, yeah, I'm about five eleven. You, you said right now you're weighing about two. We'll say two seventy. About two seventy five. Is there is there how does that work on the the is there there's a weight limit? No, not with heavyweight. Yeah, yeah I didn't think 202 so. Two hundred and two pounds. You could be two hundred and two pounds and fight a guy. 320, you know. Wow. It, 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 so, what, what, I mean, what's the reason that you would want to manage or stay down? I mean, cardio? I, yeah, I mean, uh, the reason I want to get down is just to be able to move a little bit better. Okay. Um, but I've been what you call super heavyweight as an amateur um, since, you know, I was a baby. I was 12 years old fighting super heavyweight. Okay. So, so this is nothing always, new. Yeah, it's, I've always been smaller and I've always enjoyed fighting the bigger guys. So uh, it's something that I that I've you know I've had the most success at. So I, I decided you know if it's not broke, don't fix it. Okay. So back to the Louisville football. You came up as a Louisville fan. You said yeah. Also Tennessee ties. Right. But what was the? I actually have family who played at Louisville. Okay. Re- pretty recently, uh, Earl Heyman. Oh. Okay. And Dexter Heyman. Yeah. With my cousin. So 
They played her pretty recently. I've had her all in studio with me a few times. Former uh, heavyweight gold gloves champion yeah. in Indiana himself. Yeah. So athleticism runs in the family. <laughs> I'd say so, yeah. <laughs> and, and he also won a Super Bowl ring. Yeah, okay. Saints. Okay. And what else? You know, an Orange Bowl? Or, uh, I he mean, won an Orange Bowl. Uh, he played... Um, I mean, he has quite the resume. He, yeah, he, he coming out of high school, he played an All American game. Yeah, he was a all, huge All Army, one of the the biggest prospects to sign with Louisville football ever. I think at the time. Yeah, so he's he's probably a proponent of Bobby Petrino. So I don't. I'm not coming on here trying to bash Bobby Petrino. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he has a different outlook on Bobby. I know. I, I know. Does I, he? I, th- I think. I think he like. I don't know if. Yeah, he was with Bobby Petrino, so I'm pretty sure he has a different outlook on Bobby. I'm Petrino. sure he does. He knows, yeah, he knows what he could really do. So well, I mean, it's always he, he, fun he, looking he, at his post. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Him and, and uh, Earl and Dexter, both very well-versed in everything sports. Yeah, they're definitely sports junkies. Yeah, and I love Earl's opinion on the, the heavyweight um, division. Him and I have talked a little bit on, on Facebook recently about the, I mean, that Deontay Wilder-Tyson Fury fight. Now, I know we don't have to devote the entire damn show to boxing, <laughs> but if you dangle that out in front of me, I can keep going in that direction. Yeah, yeah. But, but – that was a hell of a fight. Hopefully, that, we'll that get was, to see a rematch. I, I, I think we will. Who won that fight? Uh, I want to say, I want to say, boxing wise, Tyson boxing Fury, wise. Marcus uh, Queensberry rules. Tyson Fury won the fight. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. But as far as who would have won if they're fighting to the death, you know, I just think maybe I a different think, conversation because Deontay Wilder knocks him down in a real fight. He would have jumped on top of him. Yeah. It was, if it was a real fight, you knock somebody down, you're then on top. The the the. The rule of thumb is always to be to hit and not be hit. Whoever hits the most and doesn't get hit, you know what I mean, wins. Tyson was elusive. Uh, he moved his hands a lot, stayed on his jab, and I think that Deontay just couldn't find an answer. He just wasn't fast enough. But when Tyson slowed down because he wasn't in the best shape, this was only like his third fight back after a He lost rough, like over 100 pounds. Yeah, yeah, like a rough two years, you know. So I definitely think that – uh. You know he was still rusty, but when he slowed down and Deontay caught him, it was it was night night. But that that you know he got up. That uh that was the most exciting heavyweight fight that I've probably ever time. watched. That, I yeah. think I've ever watched. I've been a boxing fan for a long time, right? And that was amazing. Yeah. I think it was best case scenario probably for both of them, right? Right. And I, for the sport and everything because it has a, a U.S. heavyweight which everybody loves. Yeah, the bronze bomber and. Uh, Just a good matchup where both, you know, had one of them lost, they both have an unblemished professional record. Exactly. And you have a, a different perspective, I'm sure, than I do on the value of that. Right? I think that these Had guys, one of them gotten a loss, then their 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 stock would have went down. Their stock would have went down at least a little bit. A little bit, but not a lot. I mean, you still got Tyson Fury, who is probably one of the guys that is the most avoided heavyweights in the division because he's 6'9". And he can move like he's 5'10", 5'11", a middleweight. He has, I think, a 76-inch reach. 83. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. 86. 86. I think 86. Sorry. I said it completely wrong. (laughs) Conor McGregor's is like 74. Okay. That's still ridiculous for his height. For his height. (laughs) You're right. 86-inch reach. It's crazy. And I think Deontay Wilder has a freakishly long reach, too. But I think his is like 82. Right. Something like that, which is what John Jones is. John Jones has got an 82-inch reach. Yeah, and he's only 6'4", 6'5". Wow. So that's a different type deal. But regardless, Tyson Fury's got the longest one around. And, I mean, he, he the fact that he's been boxing since he was little. Yeah, he's been boxing since he was a baby, too. Uh-huh. I think Joshua needs to, 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 to get out the mud and jump in this while it's, while it's How do you know, think he would do? 
I think Joshua would it him and him and Deontay Wilder would be a a fight that everybody would love to see, but I think that Tyson will beat both just because he's 6'9" And he's been boxing exchange. since he was real little. Neither Joshua or Wilder really started boxing until there, I think, 19. Yeah, exactly. So, so you can tell when, when there's just the savvy yeah. inside the ring guy who's been doing it since he was real little. The experience you can't teach. Yes. Can't teach it. And he, now, he moves really good, and he, he lets some hands go. Prior to this clash, everybody was saying, Deontay Wilder handpicks his opponents. I know he had beaten, like, Siari Likovich. Yeah. Who held one of the... Uh, titles, and you know, so he had beaten some guys who were okay, um, but everybody good. says they're a hype train. It, everybody it, starts saying they only pick their opponents, they only want to fight certain guys to keep their unblemished record. You sitting at four and zero heavyweight professional boxer, you have a different perspective on that than I do. Which I I look at it as excellent management. Okay, <laughs> not so much as just cherry picking or picking your opponent. It's excellent management. You want to get, you want to build your record. To get you to the money without the most sacrifice. You know what I mean? You don't want to get in there with a killer and you're only six and oh. Sure. You don't want to do that. You want to learn you gotta build yourself and learn. Get that experience. You know, you want a guy who's gonna be there, who's gonna show you that he can fight so that you can figure him out. You know, it's still a learning game. So when you do get to that point of the big money fights, you're seasoned, you're ready, you're not you don't have the miles on you, you know what I mean? You're not killed and beat up, and you can stay there longer. But I would say that Deontay Wilder is a product of excellent management. Him, uh, Danny Garcia, these, they say these guys cherry pick, but I just say that's excellent management. That's what you want. You want to make money. You want to be able to still walk with your kids and run with your kids. I could go. I could run with this all day. But <laughs> would you say the same thing about Floyd Mayweather, Junior? I say that Flo- actually he's not a junior. Flo- the Floyd we know, right? I say Floyd got to a point to where he was still fighting. Rough and tough guys. He when he there's a point you get to where you have to fight other champions. You have to fight, you know, the five star guys. But uh, in the beginning, excellent management. You know, uh, when you get there, it's all about how you step to. You know, you don't want to fight a guy who you know has got the strongest right hand in the game mm-hmm. when you can fight a guy who's just got a good jab. You know, so we're gonna step over here and fight this guy. Just like with the Manny Pacquiao situation, uh, I think that it was a smart move to make Pacquiao wait. You know, wait, 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 watch him fight these other guys and then step in and get it. It's all about getting it when it's perfect for you. I I don't think Floyd Mayweather is necessarily the best guy in the history of the world at all. I don't know. But I am actually have found myself over the years defending him a lot. Yeah. people. A lot of people don't give him as much credit, I feel, that he deserves. <laughs> for example, he's older than Manny Pacquiao. Yeah, he is. Okay. So wow. it's not like he was waiting for Manny Pacquiao to get old. He's yeah. aging too. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so I don't know. I don't quite know. I don't quite understand or get behind a lot of the the hate uh, related to Floyd. Just as far as substantively, as far as what he has done inside the ring, I think he's. I'm not going to say he's the greatest ever, greatest right. of this era. Right? Yeah, most definitely. I'll say uh, when 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 he says TBE, um, you got to look at statistically. Look how many fights he had. He's undefeated. He, he's topped the chart. I think. I think that he 50 and 0. Well, 51 and 0 from the, the last small fight that he had. That was an exhibition, though. Okay, okay. So that, that I don't think so. He's 50 and 0. He so, exceeded Rocky Marciano, who was 49 and 0. He's now 50 and 0. So he's at the top. So that is as far as know, that goes. Yeah, that's the best. You know, yep. that's that's the best. But when it comes, he, he to, has a claim to it. It's always going to be subjective. Obviously, exactly. boxing's been around for a long time. A long time. A long time. I think that uh, people want to 
they would rather say someone like Ali was, you know, the best ever because Ali didn't care who you was. You know, he'd fight you. He'd fight you. Mm -hmm. If you thought you was the best and he said he was the best, okay, then let's put a contract on the table. Let's fight. Who's your favorite boxer of all time? Okay, so <laughs> put you on the spot here. Uh, yeah, I got I got a few. Uh, I've got a uh, my favorite fighter is definitely gonna have to be Mike Tyson because uh, we both have the same dimensions as far as in the heavyweight division. Five eleven heavyweight, exactly. Uh, but I also like other smaller heavyweights too. I'm a David Tua fan. Oh God, I love. He Tua. was a monster. I love Tua, and I like a guy named Orlin Norris. Okay, he was five ten, and he was a. So we have two. I, I like. So I have Tyson in the middle. Then you got David Tua. He was another slugger. And then you have Orlin Norris. He was a shorter boxer. So he's 5'10". Now boxing guys 6'5", 6'6". Six, six, six. Wow. You know what I mean? You can't. Historically, guys, that tall, though, historically, until now, I, to be honest, until the Klitschko's. Because Klitschko's yeah. are big. Yeah. Klitschko's okay. And they, I, I would say similarly to Floyd Mayweather, not the exact same, but similarly, they don't get the credit they deserve. No. They were dominant over that division for, yeah. what, 14 years? Yeah. A long time. But now, are they the most exciting? Do they talk a lot of trash? No, I get it. Right. I mean, have you sat and tried to watch that Tyson Fury versus uh, Vladimir Klitschko fight? That was oh, <laughs> struggle bus to get through that. Yeah, it's rough. That was not easy. He that is you. an ugly fight, but Tyson Fury won. Yeah. yeah he he dethroned him. That most definitely. Like I said, Tyson Fury kept kept his composure, and he moved his hands. But that's what Klitschko does. He, he, he puts you to sleep with the jab. You know, his real methodical, puts you to sleep with the slow movement, and then boom, the right hand's there. You didn't even expect it, and you're gone. You're asleep because he hits like a train. So you've watched a lot of Klitschko fights. Yeah, I stay. It, I'm you would really respect the, the Klitschkos. Absolutely. Absolutely. Both. Both was dominant at one time. I mean, that's all you heard was Klitschko. Everybody turned away from heavyweight division because there was nobody that could challenge him, you know. And then this new era of heavyweights came through and, you know, younger, uh, Bigger, and they talk trash. And they talk trash. <laughs> the Klitschko's were the, the Klitschko's were gentlemen. That was boring. <laughs> it was so boring. You see Ty Tyson Fury talking trash to Klitschko. He just kind of sat there. So it's <laughs> it was really crazy. But yeah, these these new guys are are more exciting. The pre fight, the build up is is exciting to watch, and 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 they're making people tune back in. I've read uh, over the years numerous articles on the topic, but they always say boxing's dead. I, I've read uh, newspaper clippings from like 1920 where like boxing's dead, the current climate of our country, it's, it's not going to survive this. And so there's always people saying it's dead and this and then Willie Pep or, or some, you know, or whoever comes along. And then they're like, oh, my God, boxing's great. Yeah. <laughs> and then inevitably a few years later, they're like, oh, boxing's dead. So-and-so has replaced it. And yeah. this is coming. And I'm a big fan of both MMA and boxing. I love them both. Right. I do too. I, well, I, I, well, I'm around both. You know, I, I train in core combat sports, and uh, there's jujitsu, there's kickboxing, and 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 I'm around both. You know, I I train there with uh, Abdul Jarvis and my father. Give some shout outs to some of those guys there. The, yeah, the most Hadads. definitely. Uh, yeah, the Hadads. Those, those, those these guys are awesome. Elio uh, Seneca. Yep, he he's awesome. Uh, Nathan Hadad, that's my good friend. Uh, Rolando, real good friend of mine. He's the owner of the gym. Um, Abdul Jarvis, my head coach, uh, Troy Bailey, the head coach. Um, you know, these, these, these guys out there at core are doing something, you know, we, we definitely have a gym that is, uh, that's on the rise. Um, we have, uh, Bryant, Brian Haynes will Brian be fighting. Haynes, Ruben Moore also Ruben be fighting Moore. on this card. Uh, uh, you know, we got a lot of guys that are in the gym that are, that are working. 
we got some. Uh, we just had an uh, amateur team leave the uh, fights in Tennessee and just brought home the team trophy. Had the most wins on the card. Had a, uh, our guy, our uh, young kid, Aiden. Uh, he went out there and uh, stopped the kid. So they're doing some pretty good things out there. The amateur boxing. I love it. Is that is that what that, it, is? That, that's that, what the it team is. made? Okay. Aiden Parrish and, and all these. The, the team that just came from Tennessee is an amateur boxing team. He's, we've got about uh, seven or eight kids on the amateur boxing team. And the amateur circuit in Louisville is exploding. Wow. Um, it's a lot of gyms, a lot of kids out there, a lot of talent. There are a so, lot of gyms, really. Uh, and, it, and this goes back to saying boxing is dead. People got to realize that there are seasons with boxing, believe it or not. So hmm. when guys get too old, like the Rigan Dials, these guys are like 40, 50. Rigan Dial, I picked him to beat Lomachenko. Oh my I God. was like calling did people too. idiots. Did I you? Did too. I, I did was too. like, you don't know boxing. Yeah. Just because he's more flashy doesn't mean he's going to win. I, did I was too. like, you're more Rigan Dial. Because I watched him dethrone Nonito Denare, yeah. who I thought was yeah. the big deal. Yeah. Okay, so I was, was sold on him. And Rigan Dial won. Two gold medals? Yeah. Had okay. Like 400 amateur fights. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, he's going to smoke Lomachenko, and I was dead wrong. It, but you, it, fighters age in one fight. He did. He Nobody embodies that better than that. Yeah. Age in one fight. It, that, that one fight can be the fight that all your age catches up to you. Bernard Hopkins and Joe Smith Jr. Jeez. Aged in one fight. When that guy knocked him through the ropes, he knew he was done. You know, he couldn't catch him. He just couldn't do anything with him. And it goes back to saying boxing has seasons. So... Um, when these guys get older, you have to give the younger generation time to catch up. Okay. So once they do catch up, you got a new, um, you know, a new batch of guys that are ready to take over the division. And um, I think that me, uh, you have Carlos Dixon, you have um, John, my buddy John Ginn, the Pretty Boy Choi. Uh, we're definitely is that his nickname, the Pretty Boy? The Pretty Boy. Okay. He fights like a Pretty Boy too. Okay. He he, he is smooth. He's smooth. He's somebody that you guys are gonna have to. He's gonna, he's gonna watch out. You gotta watch out for him. You know, you will look at him. He's nice, polite, smiles, doesn't trash talk. But uh, when he gets in there, he's smooth, smooth. I love I love the I love watching him box. But um, you know, we have a couple guys coming through, and and we're gonna be this first season of professional boxers to bring it back to the city. And um, when we finally get towards the end of our careers, we're going to have another season come in. This new batch here, if they stay committed, dedicated, and keep working hard, that next batch that comes through is going to be even more, you know, talented and more boom, you know, to the scene. So it's definitely uh, it's what you call for, like, college football or basketball. Um, it's the rebuilding process for our boxing program here in Louisville. Uh, we're going through it now, and um, it's taken off. You know, we have Eskridge back in the promoting game. He was a big promoter back in the day. Not a lot of people realize it, you know. A lot of people don't realize uh, there's the guy, Terry. He goes by Tate over at Sylvania. I know, old boxer. And he told me, yeah, I boxed him. And I was like, Eskridge boxed? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, he yeah. beat me. He won the Kentucky Golden Gloves. I seen his jacket. He had a Kentucky Golden Gloves jacket when it was here in Louisville. That's a big thing. Back in sure. the day, that's that's huge. Yeah, they don't even have the, the yeah. golden gloves in you know, Kentucky anymore. No, not well. They we do, but it's in um, Ashland, Kentucky. Okay, and they call it the Tri-State Golden Gloves now. Ah, okay. So uh, I remember your your cousin Earl Heyman. Uh, yeah, he had to go to Indiana. Indiana because he lived in Louisville. Um, okay, so the Louisville fighters are closer to Indianapolis, so it's kind of Kentucky's kind of split half. The Lexington fighters go to Ashland, Kentucky, and the Louisville fighters go to. Indiana. Okay. 
You're Tim Moten. I'm Kelly Patrick. we got our man Chris Embry in studio with us this morning. We are the Weekend Sports Buzz. I want to remind our listeners to give us a call on the Oxmoor Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram Buzz Line, 502-384-1450. We're going to head to a break. Uh, for those of our listeners who are more interested in basketball and football, I promise we're going to get to that. We're going to preview the Super Bowl. We're going to uh, uh, review Kentucky's win yesterday, Louisville's big win yesterday. We will be back with more of the Weekend Sports Buzz. Stay tuned. Welcome back to the Weekend Sports Buzz here on 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. Chris, we haven't jumped into the college basketball as much right now. Oh, speaking of MMA and college basketball, did you see Beverly, Beverly's big three-point, uh, last-second three-pointer for North Carolina State? Did anybody see this clip? Biggest highlight from college basketball from last night is... North Carolina State needed a three. Last second, hit a three. Who was it? Braxton Beverly. Guess who he's first cousins with? Who's that? Ken Beverly and Stone no Beverly. No way. Yep, first cousins. They grew up right down the street from each other. Wow. In Hazard. Wow. Man, they're very athletic family. Yeah. I Certainly. Uh, uh, Braxton, for those of our listeners who watched the Louisville versus North Carolina State game last week, uh, Braxton Beverly's the guy who almost looks like he's from Teen Wolf. He's got a bunch of facial hair. <laughs> but he's a hell of an athlete. It's wild. Some people kind of pick Ken and Stone Beverly, who are two of the top MMA fighters in the state. Certainly two of the top. Ken, very successful pro MMA fighter, has now headlined three or four hard rock cards as a professional. And his younger brother, Stone, uh, has had a lot of success too. Still an amateur, will probably make his pro debut soon. Actually, he fought Brian Haynes. I was say, yeah. He yeah, fought, Stone he Beverly yeah. Uh, lost yeah. to Brian Haynes. Yep, I remember Your that teammate fight. Brian Haynes, yeah, who will be fighting that. next Saturday. He'll be fighting next Saturday, him and Ruben War. Yep. It's going to be a great show. It, it is. But for the, to link it all together, college basketball, Braxton Beverly with the big three-point, uh, last-second three-pointer for, for North Carolina State. That's pretty awesome, man. Heck of a uh, family as far as athleticism goes. It's funny how that works. I love the, the family type stuff. You. you <laughs> You got uh, Dexter yeah. and Earl. Yep. Anybody Dexter. else? Any any other big athletes in your family? Uh, Dexter, Earl, and uh, me. No, that's pretty. That's pretty much it. You got any uh, siblings? Yeah, I got two brothers. I have an older and a younger brother. My younger brother played football at Wagner. Okay. Uh, and my older brother played basketball at uh, Fern Creek for a little bit. Okay, we got the Super Bowl coming up Sunday. Tom Brady. We said it in the first hour. He's the greatest. Or maybe Marcus will be calling in or, or I think maybe tweeting or texting at us. But he actually didn't predict that the, the Patriots would make it this far this year. Big 
Patriots fan over the years. But really? You just keep counting the Patriots out. Their defense preseason, uh, I hear it year in, year out. They're like, this this defense just isn't where it needs to be for right. a, a Patriots team to make it to the Super Bowl. Well, here we are. They're in the Super Bowl. I've learned it's hard to bet against Tom Brady. At any time. <laughs> yeah, and it seems like when they get in the playoffs, they just hit another level. Yeah, I don't know what it should, is. Yeah, they change gears. Yeah, and they've got a ragtag group of guys – a lot of times it's you don't think it's going to work at the end of the year, and they end up doing it. Uh, you can't hate on – I mean, I know a lot of people don't like Tom Brady, but, I mean, come on, the guy's, what, 40, 41 years old uh, doing what he's doing, and he's still at the top of his game. you got to pull for a guy like that. Uh, if if you don't have a, a dog in the fight, you know. Uh, but I know a lot of people want to see him lose. They're tired of, tired of seeing the same team yeah. win it. <laughs> As of right now, the Patriots are favored to win by two and a half. Game's at 6.30, so we'll be on the air earlier in the day. Uh, get to preview it. Mostly next week, I look forward to really reviewing uh, Hard Rock MMA 105 at the Parquet Convention Center in, in Shepherdsville. Um, that's going to be a big show. If anybody can make it out, I would recommend it. I always say, now, I get to sit cage side, so I get a good view. But I always say legitimately going to one of those cards is the coolest sporting event that I've ever been to. I've been to. It's uh, pretty good. It's pretty nice. Yeah, I've it's been to some NBA games and everything. I mean, the excitement. I know it's yeah. it's primal and it's not for everyone, right, going right. to an MMA show. Right. So, uh, But I enjoy it. It's exciting. It is very exciting. Tim, you said you're going to be at the show. I will be at the show. I will be there. I got to go out and support my guys, Ruben War and Bryant. So it's going to be a good uh good night of fights i always like fights so you know i got to show up where i can to support the local you ever do any wrestling or jujitsu or anything uh i played around with wrestling in high school wasn't serious i just did it because i seen them guys running a lot and i needed that extra cardio so i did it a little bit wrestlers certainly work hard yeah they do they definitely i remember one year there was a um poll to come out for uh the most in shape olympic athletes and they voted boxing one and wrestling two and one, and then the other one was wrestling one and boxing two. So wow. it was just, that was definitely a good um, a poll that I seen. Yeah, there, there, there's no substitute. They all uh, I hear the comparison between Brazilian jiu-jitsu and wrestling a lot, and there's a reason that I train Brazilian jiu-jitsu as much as I do. Because I'm kind of like, I show up and screwing around. But I show up. Yeah. But... It's a little more lackadaisical. Right. Wrestling, if you show up and you're screwing around, your coach will be cussing at you and stuff. <laughs> and then you have to do 100 push-ups and you'll be humiliated and stuff. So Brazilian jiu-jitsu is a little bit more casual. Right. Wrestling's insane. Right. Most definitely. I, I used to see these guys run the school, like upstairs, up the flights of stairs, around the flights of stairs for showing up late. You know, it was definitely a uh, tough, intense sport. And I can see why they compare it to boxing because, you know, boxing's a tough, intense sport. I made it to the Louisville game yesterday at halftime. They had the, the situation I said where the guy hit the, had to hit a, a layup, a free throw, a three-pointer, and then a, a half-court shot. And the guy did it, but he did it with just about a second left. BMW ended up coming out and saying after the fact, we're going to give him this car. I guess it was BMW because we think he deserves it and we want to have good publicity. Uh, I would love for one of our listeners to call in and let us know, does that mean the insurance company who wrote that contract, that they don't have to pay for that car? 
I mean, how's that work? I, I, I thought it was crazy because you know how exciting it is. I've, the first time uh, I've ever been in a game where somebody hits a half-court shot, just some guy off the, off the street. You worked at the Yum Center. You said yeah. they, they couldn't even have played middle school basketball? Yeah, you can't. So you, the, one of the rules in the contract is you can't have played organized ball. So high school, middle school, it's like you can't have played anything. You just have to be strictly a fan that hasn't really picked up a ball. They don't want you to win that. No, they don't. <laughs> they don't want you to, but they also don't want to be humiliated and get a bunch of bad publicity, apparently. Yeah. Because they gave a car away yesterday. Right. I, I thought it was insane. Yeah, they, I mean, you know, they should have one sitting ready. I mean. Yeah, if you're going like to say you're giving, giving yeah. something away, you need to be ready to give it away. You know, one, one car every seven years isn't bad. Sure. I, don't, I, don't, I worked there for a year and a half, and nobody ever hit the shot out of all the games. Nobody made it to the half court shot. So when somebody does, I think they should go ahead and definitely cough the, it up. There was another uh, radio show that was actually giving away a vehicle uh, two years ago. Uh, if you called in, they picked one guy each uh, each day to uh, pick a game and pick the exact score. And if you could get it, you would win this truck. Well, they ended up having uh, a guy hit it twice. Two weeks in a row, they had to give away a vehicle, <laughs> and yeah, it was um, it was pretty funny. So they they you know they needless to say that was the last year they did that. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Nobody's happy when that happens. Yeah. I wouldn't think. First yeah. off, I wouldn't have you know, I, I I wouldn't have wanted to do that anyways. If I was you know giving away a forty thousand dollar car, but a lot of people now walk away from there and go, oh BMW, they're such nice people. Maybe. I yeah. guess that's the psychology yeah. behind it. So we're going to head yeah. to a break. Okay. We're, we're going to talk about the Louisville Cardinals and the Kentucky Wildcats. Big wins from yesterday. Indiana Hoosiers not doing as great. But there's always the conversation there, too. Be sure to stay tuned. Chris, Tim, and I will be back with more of the weekend sports. Welcome back to the Weekend Sports Buzz here on 96.1 FM, 1450 AM, WXVW, the Big X, coming at you as we do every Sunday morning, 9 a.m. until 11 a.m., talking all things in the world of sports. want to thank our man Dugan Ryan for allowing us to be on the air each and every week for over seven years now. We get to talk about really whatever the hell we want to. It's a sports show, so we keep it to sports for the most part, but... um, if it's combat sports, if it's basketball, baseball, football, our man Brian the Insider earlier was talking about, I think, tennis yeah. and horse racing. Uh, so we got a lot of what I would say is creative flexibility here on the airwaves. I want to welcome into the studio with us. We got Brandon Lawson and Trey Knight. How are you guys doing this morning? Doing great, man. It's an honor to be here. Pleasure. Uh, appreciate for the for letting us come in today and talk about some sports and a little bit about Derby City Nutrition. Yes, Derby City Nutrition is the uh, is your vitamin shop. Is that an accurate description? So it, it 
exactly, but it's more of a, a smoothie nutrition shop. Okay. Uh, if you want to gain weight, lose weight, uh, anything that you're pretty much your goals for 2019, we can kind of help you accomplish those. Okay. So so it's located at 9944 Lynn Station Road. Yes, sir. Right, right. off Interstate 64. Yes. So it's right in the shopping center where Kroger's is. Oh, and we're yeah. right next to the bridal shop in that shopping center. Okay. So both Brandon and Trey are former athletes themselves. Yeah. Correct. So much, much like uh, my man Tim Moten earlier, it, you guys make for easy interviews. No matter what the big topics are, you guys are somewhat familiar with them yeah, yeah. absolutely so the absolutely. super super bowl's coming up on sunday yes patriots fan over here uh trey uh, uh, a friend of mine for many years now you've always been a patriots fan yes yes patriots fan i grew up in uh outside of uh connecticut and louisville i mean outside of louisville outside of new york outside where of, i grew up in so you've been a, a patriots fan since 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 before man. brady yes before the era of the dynasty i've been a patriots fan so no bandwagon over here <laughs> um. So back in the day, was it tight end Ben Coates, Drew Bledsoe? Prior, I remember uh, some of those guys. Bledsoe is probably my era that I jumped on. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, Brandon, you got an NFL team? I'm actually a Raiders fan. Sad okay. To say Are right you happy now. with the current state of the John Gruden's team? You know, not not exactly. When they traded uh, traded Khalil Mack, I thought that was probably the dumbest thing they could have done. Those stats all year long were crazy. Where he had more sacks than the whole team for the Raiders, and Ra- Gruden would then be quoted in a, a press conference saying, "God, if we just had a good pass rusher." Like I don't think he was doing it on purpose or anything. Yeah, it's it's just like why would you trade maybe one of the best defensive linemen in the game? Actually, either one or two top defensive linemen in the game, and and you you don't have a, a plan to replace them right now. But hopefully, you know, in the long run, he kind of gets everything together. So I got faith in I got faith in my team. Bro. Got faith in my team. You're both athletes. You you're college football teammates together. Mm-hmm. Correct. So we uh, both played at Georgetown College. Um, we both transferred from U- University of Kentucky. Um, I played safety, corner, kick return. Uh, we was actually ranked number one at one time in the NAIA. You ever return a kick for a touchdown? I actually didn't because it, it was the last maybe couple games of my, my career is when the- I, they really put me back there. Okay. Mm-hmm. Had a couple couple interceptions, a couple big hits. So um, I had, a, I had a, a great career at Georgetown. Okay. Mm-hmm. Georgetown was great. I love the community. It was one of the best colleges I went to. Um, coach... Mac was definitely a good coach. Uh, Bill, I loved it. I played running back for a little bit. Is he still there? Bill Cronin? Is it coach? Yeah, Wild Bill. That's Is my he? man right oh, there. Yeah. yeah. Um You guys still involved in the in the football team? I mean you still make it back there often? Yeah, I, I still try to go to a couple games a year. Uh I just recently moved back from California, so moved back where? Uh from California to Louisville, Kentucky. You live in Louisville, yeah. okay. So awesome. that that's been a great time. Uh being able to be a little bit closer to the How long ago did you start your your, uh, Derby City Nutrition? So we actually started maybe in November of last year is when we really started getting everything together. So it's been been a great, interesting journey getting all the inspections together. Uh, We've still got maybe a couple more to do, and then we should be opening probably uh, hopefully a couple weeks. Okay. Oh, and hopefully a couple of weeks you'll be opening. Yeah, yeah. So not open yet. Not open yet. It's coming soon. I see it. I can, now I, I read the big coming letters soon. in front of me. Yeah. O- opening soon. Okay. Yeah. 
It's exciting. Coming, coming to a city near you. So once again, we got Trey Knight. We got Brandon Lawson in studio with us. I saw the smile on your face, Chris, too. I know you guys are talking about this. Derby City Nutrition, Super Bowl. I know what you guys want to talk about, really, though, is your Kentucky Wildcats. Oh, you yeah. know. What are the chances they, they cut down the nets this year? You know, they, uh, there's, a, there's a bunch of good teams out there this year. Yeah. A lot of good competition. Of course, you can't. Are you worried can't. about Tennessee? Ooh, that's a that's a that's good gonna one. be a good game. But they're ranked number one in the nation right now. They are. That's right. Um, and you can't forget about Duke by no means with with their two superstars, freshmen. So um, I know yesterday. That Do you like this Kentucky team from an outsider looking in? Nick Richards. I don't know how many minutes he played yesterday, but they got uh, a couple guys who are doing well in the paint. Reed Travis. Right. Um, PJ Washington. PJ Washington. But they're both six eight. Yeah. Are they missing that? component that uh, Willie Collie Stein or Anthony Davis presence is that what the, the missing piece is or am I I'm, tr- I'm trying to poke holes in this I'm trying Chris uh, I see you I'm trying no. to get you riled up I think I think honestly that they can make it happen because they're athletic yeah but the good thing is all their guards is tall too yeah so okay. th- that's the difference how tall is Kelton Johnson he's uh, six five and yeah they're, and they're too deep at every position so yeah you know, when you bring Nick Richards and uh, EJ Montgomery off the bench, you're doing pretty good down low. Uh, you know, I think, uh, I, I, as you know, I'm already excited because I, <laughs> I, I predicted Kentucky to cut the nets down, guys. It could certainly still happen. Hey, I'm, Are I'm you, all for it. You guys, all three um, unanimous Cal supporters all day, every day, you cannot find somebody better than him. Occasionally, the reason I'm poking the bear here is occasionally they'll lose a game. Who, who, and I get on I get on social media and some of the Kentucky fans will be like, re- get Cal the hell out of there. Who's recruiting better than him right now? Who has a Coach better K? connection with, with their kids? It's close, their but I mean, he's, it, 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 he's the only one. Yeah, yeah, okay, so you can't, you're not going to get Coach K. Right, yeah. exactly. For sure, yeah. we're not going to so get So it's just like. Chris, is that right? Oh, exactly. Coach you, K's the, or Coach Cal is the man for as long as he wants the job. Absolutely. Yeah. He's absolutely. number two uh, best active coach in college basketball that's my opinion i'd put jay right right below coach cal mm-hmm. uh but Col- you, you you say he's number two yeah okay. i do behind coach k you guys all agree that coach k is I, number one and cal's number two absolutely i mean you for, can, for tra- tra- history, looks like longevity yeah well, i agree okay coach but coach k's number two one. Co- coach, number one okay coach cal has a better winning percentage than yes. coach k there's some numbers that calipari has better than coach k coach cal's younger too yeah, yeah, but you're talking about the uh, all-time leading winner, uh, winning coach in college basketball history, Coach K. Uh, what does he have? Three, four uh, titles. So, yeah. you know, uh, I mean, you have to respect him. Yeah, we we should have won in 2015, right? Uh, yeah, and so Decker and Comiskey. You got some fans that are really uptight about that. There's some crazy fans out there. You're <laughs> not finding anybody better to. Uh, out there than Calipari. And so. he's put a staple on the program right now. Even with Big Blue Madness, how he's shaped that to what it is now. Like, it's a, a musical out there almost. It's, it's, a, it's a performance. So it's great. Speaking of performance, he was wearing the uh, <clears throat> Calipari Pack special retro Jordan the other night. Uh-oh. Uh, uh it, it, it was given to him by Drake. Uh, you talk- do, you, do you guys want Drake as a fan? You know... 
It's it's like a hit and miss right there. He's he has that curse on him right now. Drake yeah. is a questionable <laughs> fandom right now. Every person he supports uh, loses. You're so. right. We don't. Uh, I, we don't now know I don't believe in ghosts or curses or, yeah. or anything. I don't believe in stuff like that. But you want Drake as a fan? I think you know, he brings we, we he brings the support system. If it helps you know, recruiting, it's a good sign. Yeah, it's a good indicator. Not necessarily that you're getting ready to win at all, because that's been disproven. Right. right. Um, but that the consensus of the the country and the uh, sports and entertainment world, yeah, it, is it, behind you. It brings it brings attention to it at the end of the day, and then especially with the audience that he's attracting, a lot of the kids these days are listening to Drake. So why not go somewhere where? They have the possibility of meeting him. Cal's a smart guy. Very right. smart. We got Brandon Lawson and Trey Knight in studio with us. We have Derby City Nutrition, which will be opening soon at 9944 Lynn Station Road, Louisville, Kentucky, 40223. Before we let you go, how can our listeners support you, follow you, uh, social media? Is it what, what type of – how can someone support you other than going to the, to the, the show so, or to the, the store? So all of our uh, social media is Derby City Nutrition. Either that be Instagram or Facebook. Please go on there, uh, support us, follow us, like us. Uh, any support and love that you can kind of throw our way, it just it, it motivates us to be able to give back to the community as well. So uh, as you support us, we support you also. Please. Okay. Before we sign off here, Stoops in Kentucky had a pretty good year this year. Yeah, you guys are Kentucky guys. You're football guys. Yeah. How high is his stock right now? How how great is Stoops? Um, I think that he has the opportunity, just having a staple year like this, to have an even better recruiting class, especially playing in the SEC. That can kind of bring some of those big-name guys to Kentucky. He didn't just happen to catch lightning in a bottle with Benny Snell and Josh Allen. Yeah. He's actually on to something bigger. Yeah, yeah. I, I think so. I think it's – it's all about momentum and building on momentum that you do kind of bring on a year and going out and having a good recruiting class. Uh, if he can have a really good recruiting class, he can kind of set him set up set himself up for longevity with UK. Yeah, because so. each year he's got progressively better. So he's you just got to stick with steps. the coach in Lexington. Rich Brooks started doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he did. Did you see the? Uh, I, I know it's not that easy to then. I mean, what's the next step? They're not going to win a national title, are they? They might, I guess they could, but I mean, yeah. they might go to the playoffs. Go I, to a major big bowl. Yeah, that would be a goal. That would be the next goal, yeah. I think. One step Say, I, I fa- you know, fa- face the same thing with Louisville. They were 2-10 and 10 last year. I mean, what's going to be a, a successful season? And then where do you pump the brakes and say, okay, it's time for a step back? Yeah. I don't know. But that's a constant uh, theme with the local sporting world in my eyes. Uh, college basketball is one thing, yeah. and then college football is another. So they were one win away from going to the – SEC championship if they beat Georgia. Yeah. So, you know, that's a different, whole different conversation. If they It go could to happen, the, you know. That's yeah. why the playoff is in existence. And will they expand the playoff if that happens? That has implications there. Uh, so we'll see. How do you feel about the playoff extent? Expansion. Yeah. I mean, I would love it. I'm all for anything that's more uh, structured. Did you see um, – um, what's the guy? The one coach I love who has the sound bites – Oh, uh, you're not talking about uh, Ohio State? Uh, no, I'll, I'll think of him. No, that guy, we, the guy on Zach Smith on Twitter. You guys on Twitter? Not on. Oh Twitter, no, man. you just see Zach Smith, former Ohio State assistant, just has gone completely rogue. 
But Leach is who I'm talking about. Leach. Mike Leach. Mike Leach, okay? Yeah. He has a good, if you YouTube Mike Leach on the college football playoff system, he articulates it very well. He says every level of college football has a playoff. Has yeah. a very organized playoff. Yep. NAIA, D2, D3, they all have a good organized playoff. So why not just apply that? So, yeah, politics. I'm all for the expansion all of the playoffs. It's all about making money. Yeah, the yeah. money. But you should be able to spin that into a way where you still make money. Yeah. I could agree with that. So we'll see. Once again, Brandon Lawson and Trey Knight. We're going to head to a break. Guys, thank you so much for coming in. Hey, thanks, thanks for, for having, having us. us. Great stuff. I'm Kelly Patrick alongside Chris Embry. We will be back with more of the Weekend Sports Buzz. Stay tuned. Welcome back to the Weekend Sports Buzz on 96.1 FM, 1450 AM, WXVW, the Big X. Got a couple games coming up between now and next Sunday, Chris, when we will be on the air. Kentucky against Vanderbilt on the 29th. That's Tuesday, 9 p.m. That's big. Yeah, it, never an easy place to play. No, it's a really awkward gym. Uh, the benches are behind the the goals, so you know. It, even though they're not a great team, they've got some a couple McDonald All Americans on that team, so it it could be uh, a tough game for them. We'll see. As much as Cal has had a lot of success at Rupp over the years, I don't have the stats in front of me, but you said eight losses in ten years. Yes, that's pretty. Uh, also predictable. In inevitable, it seems, except for the year where they won every game, except for that year. Yeah, that they do drop some unexpected games in conference on the road. Oh, absolutely. Uh, they've lost a few to Vanderbilt through the years. Um, South Carolina has Vanderbilt's gotten... not looking too great right now, but still, I mean, that would make them that much worse. That's right. Yeah. Um, so they, you know, Kentucky, uh, they're not hitting a lot of their uh, easy shots. We were just talking about that. And they still have a lot to improve on, but hopefully they take uh, uh, take care of the Vanderbilt Commodores. And uh, then back at Rupp Arena on Saturday, the 2nd, at, at 4 p.m. That's right. Uh, I, I forgot who they play Saturday. Um, what, who Flo- they, uh, Florida. Florida. Yeah, that'll be a good game also. Uh, they're, they're actually on the edge of being in the tournament uh, as of right now, but uh, – We'll uh, see see what they can do with the uh, Gators. We are joined back in studio by our man Tim Moten. Mayhem. Mayhem. Yes, sir. <laughs> At what point did you determine mayhem was it? Uh, I was definitely um, in the mix of looking. You know, I was kind of like um, between a couple of uh, names. But mayhem rolls. Timothy, Tim May- it does. Mayhem yeah. Moten, you know. And um, – it was different. I hadn't I hadn't heard of any fighter being called Mayhem. Uh I just wanted to be um, you know, uh the first. So and I think that my fighting style uh definitely goes along with the name Mayhem. 
Four and oh, four knockouts. Four and oh, two knockouts. Four. Okay. Two, two knockouts. knockouts. Okay. Yeah. So you, a, you won two decisions. Yeah. How many? Did. How many rounds are those fights? Four rounds. Okay. I won two. I think. I think the reason my ranking went up so high also is because uh, I won two unanimous decisions. Uh, so I won two unanimous decisions, and then I won two knockouts. It took me a little time to um, uh, get into the the groove of the um professional boxing game. Smaller gloves. You know, how many ounces? Uh, ten. Okay. So heavyweights fight in ten ounces. That's crazy. Ten ounces. I, as an amateur, super heavyweights fight in twelve ounces. So that's two ounces mean a lot. MMA's is like what? What is that? Four ounces. Four ounces. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Um, when I do the training with my man Crew Rock Cruz, we do twelve ounces for the most part. Right. Um, and that you know those hurt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I train in uh, eighteen ounces. Really? So when I fight in 10 ounces, it feels like I'm fighting just my bare fist. I still don't want to get punched by you, <laughs> even with 18-ounce gloves on. Uh, no thanks. Oxmoor Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram Buzz Line is 502-384-1450. We're going to head to the Buzz Line now. we got Tammy. Caller Tammy is on the line with us. How are you this morning, Tammy? What do you have for us? Chris, Chris, do we have Tammy on the line with us? Okay, just a moment. What? Sounds like we maybe haven't haven't. Tammy, are you with us? We'll work on channeling Tammy on the Oxmoor Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram Buzzline. Um, we encourage you to give us a call, get in on the action. Want to thank Brandon Lawson and Trey Knight. Uh, they've got Derby City Nutrition opening soon over the yeah. next couple weeks. I'm definitely gonna go and try them out. They said that if you want to gain weight. They've got a, a the perfect smoothie, the, the the healthy smoothie approach to do that. If right. you want to lose weight, they've got the healthy smoothie approach to do that. Yeah. So Dieting do, is definitely something that I'm in the uh, the ballpark of doing. I got to lose a few pounds. For why do you have fight. to lose a, a, a few pounds? Mobi- you said there's mobility, okay. speed. Okay. Just want to shed a few pounds. I don't want to get too light, be getting moved around in those by these big guys, but. Just enough for me to four and oh, How tall is the tallest guy you fought so far? You're uh, five. You're five eleven, in, including my amateur career. Okay, yeah, it sounds like there's a tall amateur. Yeah, so I fought a guy who was six eight. Oh wow! And I fought a guy who was that was with headgear on. With right? headgear, yeah, okay. with headgear. Uh, six eight, twelve ounces. Um, he was huge, man. He was from. Uh, How'd you win that fight? Or I did stayed, you did you win? I, I did win. Okay, I stayed on the inside, and he tired out. Okay. Uh, just chopping at the body and occasionally whipping over overhand right. And uh, he tried to keep me back, but, you know, you just got to take that Mike Tyson pit bull mentality in there when you're 5'11", fighting a 6'8". Got to maybe eat a couple punches. <laughs> yeah, you Eat do. a couple punches, you but you're like, I know I'm going to hit exactly. him too. I'll get into I, his head. When I hit him, I destroy. So <laughs> those are the difference. He's just trying to win. I'm trying to destroy. We're going to head back to the buzz line, Chris. It sounds like we got Tammy on the line with us. Tammy, how are you this morning? I'm fine. We appreciate you calling in to the Weekend Sports Buzz. What do you have for us this morning, Tammy? Um, I just wanted to know uh, when his next fight was and to tell him that I love him. Okay. <laughs> Who is this, Tim? I think it's my beautiful mother. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> my next fight is March 23rd. At Bourbon Hall, I'm pretty sure you're going to be sitting ringside, VIP, or at a table. <laughs> she kind of goes where she wants to when the fights happen. Tammy, are you are you, are you you Tim's 
Are you Tim's biggest fan? I am Tim's biggest fan in everything that he does, including my grandbabies. <laughs> you like the grandbabies? I have. She, she used I have to, to, to be a mama. I have to be a mama mayhem. So you know. <laughs> To motivate me to fight, she used to threaten me with food. She used to say she wasn't going to feed me on the way home from fights. So people used to think that was fun, but I didn't. So that was definitely motivation. Is that is that true, Tammy? Huh? Is that true that you would motivate Tim by saying you got to fight? You got to do well, or you don't get to. My boys are very large, and Timothy, I would feed him, but I wouldn't feed him the way he likes. Timothy used to eat triple burgers and two orders of fries, and he wanted the 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 the, the, the cakes and everything else. So what I would say in the ring, because nine times out of ten, he wasn't eating before his fights real heavy. And I would tell him, if you want those burgers and stuff, you better knock them out. I'm not buying that if you don't knock them out. So, you know, and I used to didn't think he heard me, but every time I scream, he does hear me. So that's why I'm so loud at the fight. Tammy, we appreciate you calling in this morning. We look forward to you supporting Tim, of course, in his upcoming fight. Uh, thank you so much for calling in. Have a great rest of your weekend, Tammy. Thank you. Thank you. Love I you, love Mama. you, baby. Love you, too. Bye. <laughs> Good stuff there. Chris, we got we got the Oxmoor Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram buzz line filling up. We got another call on there, Chris? I couldn't get uh, – I can't hear them for something. Nah, it looks like they're calling back in. Okay. So we may have a call coming in. So that's your mother. Your mother, yeah, your mother calling in to support you. Yeah, she's supportive. She really is. 100%. She's always been behind me. You know, there's always different takes on mothers with their kids um, fighting. Uh, I, I've seen the case where some mothers say, you know, they don't really want to. Actually, the, speak, to tie it all together, the Klitschko's mother would not go to their fights. Yeah, yes. She's the exact opposite. Okay. Uh, she wants to be front and center. She likes to cheer. She likes to, she likes to be uh, right there with me. If she could fight with me in the ring, she would. So you got the fighting from both. Your mother and your father. Mother and my father. Both of it's, them. It's in your blood. Yes. Cousins <laughs> or Dexter and Earl. Yes. Yes. Okay. They were they, they played football. They 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 had the contact sport in them too. Oxmoor Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram buzz line is five zero two three eight four fourteen fifty. We're gonna head back to the buzz line. We got caller Kevin is on the line with us. We we lose we lose you say Tevin? Was it Tevin? Chris, having a, a couple technical difficulties over there. Just a few minutes left, really, in the show this morning. Um, Tim, you're, you're a Louisville fan or, or a Tennessee fan. Louisville has a couple games coming up this week before we will be on the air next. Uh, Louisville against Wake Forest, Wednesday at 8 o'clock at the Yum Center. And then UNC, Saturday. Mm-hmm. At 2 p.m. What are your thoughts on Chris? Were you a Rick Pitino fan? I was. I was a Rick Pitino fan. I think that still um, are or what? I still am. I still am. I'm faithful. I think that um, Rick Pitino prepared guys to um, play at the next level. Okay, I, I do. I think because some um, of his detractors would say the opposite. Yeah, I, I think that he sometimes he wouldn't let guys let loose. Like I think that like Donovan Mitchell, for example. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think that even um, Terry. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, 
I think that uh, he kind of had a cap on Russ Smith too. Okay, he let him he let him go a little bit, but but sometimes he'd have them reel him. But back you in. do think he had them disciplined? Yeah. For example, Gorgie or exactly. guys who are ready to continue the grind. Exactly. Hard workers, Montrez. Yeah, I I, I think that uh, Terrence Williams was another one he taught discipline, which why he had his small stint in the league. You, okay, of the so discipline he learned with Rattino. Terrence Williams is an interesting conversation in itself because, as far as physical ability and athleticism, I mean, yeah, he was, he was, he was, he was, was like, it was crazy. He, he was almost a shorter. I know it's crazy to say, but almost a shorter version of a one of those five tool players, like maybe LeBron or something. Yeah, exactly. I was, I, I'll be willing to say that. I'll be willing sounds to say stupid. That. Yeah, to some, uh, I, right, Chris? Am I exaggerating with the Terrence Williams LeBron comparison? Yeah, just uh, just a little bit on there, but uh, <laughs> but he had a ton of potential. He had a ton of potential. He did. He did. He was always um, worried about some off court stuff. It seemed like if he had his head in the game, the guy was awesome. You know. But uh, okay, looks like we got the Oxmoor Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram Buzz line filling back up. We got a caller on the line with us now. Chris is Tevin. Yes, Tevin is on the line with us. Tevin, what do you have for us this morning? I'm just trying to talk a little, you know, Louisville boxing. Okay. Uh, talk to my 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 big little Brody Tim Tim Moten. <laughs> so, <laughs> how's it going, man? Te- Tevin, what's, who, up, man? Well, what's the face of Louisville boxing right now? Is it Dixon? Is it Moten? Who who are the top names across the city right now? Listen, um, I love Carlos Dixon because he's from the city, man, and I love anybody that's from Louisville. You know, I was born. Born in Lexington, but this is my home. I was raised here, but I mean, to me, you know, I gotta go with Mayhem Moten. That's the face of Louisville boxing right now, me personally. So uh, I just, I really think, I think the whole city, though, you know, people have kind of forgotten about us as far as boxing's concerned. And these young brothers, they're they're getting us back on the map. And I feel like once people start seeing them do their thing again. It's just—it's really going to help us get Louisville boxing back to you know number one because I think I think we're you know like the godfather of boxing to me, you know Greg Page, Muhammad Ali, Central High School, you know this this is where it's at. So that's kind of how I feel about that. Tevin, we we certainly appreciate your call. Before we let you go, anything else you'd like to chime in on this morning, Tevin? Ah uh, man, four and zero. Oh. About to be 5-0. and oh. Keep doing your thing, Mayhem. It's Mayhem. We working. Yes, sir. Thank you very much, Tevin. Appreciate you calling in. Good stuff there. A lot of local support yeah. for, for, for Mayhem. Yeah. The love is real. It's real. It's genuine. You know what? I think I, what I like to say is um, uh, I'm definitely bringing the, uh, the old school boxing feel back to um, Louisville. I definitely want to um, uh, bring that uh, – you know, that Greg Page, that Mike Tyson, just the excitement of heavyweight fighting back, uh, engaging, you know. I'm not I'm not um I'm not gonna stand around and box you. I I'm not the Floyd Mayweather type of fighting defensively, uh, which makes me exciting to watch. You're not opposed to that. No, the I'm hand not. you were dealt has determined exactly. that that's not your game. Exactly. You know, if I was six four and a half, six five, I'd be doing wonders because my boxing ability is a lot better than my fighting ability. But with that being said, I don't mind to fight. And um, that that's what makes me a fan-friendly fan fighter. Uh, when you come to see me, it's going to be action from the first bell to the last bell. 
I, uh, my goal is to knock spit out of somebody's mouth and rock some snot boxes. <laughs> you said Greg, Greg Page. I know he was trained by one Jimmy Doolin. Yep, yep. He was trained James Doolin. James Doolin. Yep, he was uh, James Doolin was his trainer. Where, and he where had, does his name come into the picture here? James Doolin has trained a lot of great fighters. He has. James Doolin was my foundation. Okay. James Doolin started me when I was 12 years old. Him and my father. My father used to train with James Doolin. Um, and James Doolin has had his success and. Um, He's definitely involved in the history of boxing. Uh, national champions on national champions as far as amateur boxing goes. Uh, he had uh, a great pro, Bradley Williams. He was a great pro. At one time, he was 21-0. and um, He had a lot of uh, amateur success and professional success. Had his hands on a lot of people. Not a lot of people know that the once WBC heavyweight champion of the world trained here in Louisville for six to eight months, and I got to train alongside him. His name was Oliver McCall. He knocked out Lennox Lewis for the WBC Heavyweight Champion of the World, and uh, he trained at James Doolin's gym for about eight months. Wow. That was awesome. So it was nice to see. Evander Holyfield was actually thinking about coming down to Louisville, and I got a chance to meet Evander Holyfield at one time. He uh, has had his recent uh, ventures into the, the promotional he has, real he has. deal. Signed Carlos Dixon. Yep. Sign the talent. How's that work? Is he still signed with Real Deal? I'm not sure the deal exactly that they have going on, but I know he he he's a Real Deal fighter, and on the website, from what I know, on the outside looking in, he's still affiliated with Real Deal Boxing. So we got a, a, a text in that I'll read from our man Marcus. It's long, so we've got about ten minutes less than left in the show. Don't have to talk about boxing or MMA or anything in particular. Let's see what what chords Marcus's. Marcus likes to call in normally, in this case texting, and really ruffle some feathers. He said, good show so far. Really lo- like the boxer guest. Sorry he's a Steelers fan. Because <laughs> when you make a serial rapist your team captain <laughs> and keep a racist cheater as your coach, I love Marcus. you get what you deserve. The UT versus UK game this year promises to be hugely entertaining as UT's Lone loss was to Kansas on a neutral floor, and UK whipped Kansas yesterday. Congrats to UofL and what has to be a season beyond all expectations so far. IU fans must be slapping their foreheads and asking, why the expletive (laughs) did we hire this Archie expletive? (laughs) Go back to the comics, Archie, before you make IU a joke again. Lastly, for the Super Bowl. I look forward to another great game. The Rams have shown their medal all season and were actually favored when the line first came out. But we all know, as Chris said, many teams peak in Week 12. Playing the mighty New England Patriots in the playoffs is a whole other level. He said, do your job, baby. Of course, he's a Patriots fan. So we touched on a lot there. Yeah. Thoughts? Uh, He took some shots at your Steelers. Yeah, I know. Pittsburgh's great. (laughs) I mean, I think. We still have the most Super Bowls in the in the league. Is and that right? I think we do. I think I'll bring do. it up. Maybe Those are the numbers one. I'm looking I'm into sure, right now. I'm pretty sure. I think Dallas may be behind us, and maybe New England's right there. But, uh, you know, you can't beat history. So we still have the uh, nanny nanny boo boo fingers. You like Tomlin? I do. Okay. I do. You think he, he's the answer long term? Got to stick with him? Uh, I think we do. I think we should. Um, I think that uh, coaches have, you know, hiccups and, and, and 
stumbles, but I also think that uh, you can recover from that. You know, give him a chance. Give him a chance. So Bell or or uh, yep. or the the receiver six. Brown. All right. So the, the Pittsburgh has won six, and if the Steelers, if the Patriots win Sunday, they'll be tied. I think so. Right. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Let's go Rams. <laughs> Let's go Rams. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be. It's gonna be. I don't know. Has Todd, Todd Gurley's played the past few games? Hasn't he? Has he yeah, missed? but they also got that other running back, uh, CJ Anderson, CJ, yeah, who's been yeah, getting yeah, a lot of carries. Yeah. And he, you know, we we know who he is because of his tenure in that uh, zone blocking scheme that he's had a lot of success with with right. the, the, the uh, Denver. Right. Um, but he's resurfaced, so they've got a two headed monster. Yeah, I know. It's gonna be fun to see. Um, I think another uh, big, uh, uh, a big pr- uh, thing of the game that's gonna be is to see the the offensive line versus the Rams defensive line. That's gonna be, you know, if they can protect Tom Brady, because I think the Rams D line is gonna come. Oh, they've got some athletes on they the do. defensive line. Yeah. They do. I think they're gonna come. Are you trying to talk yourself into them winning to save your Steelers for having the record? I am. Is that what it is? I am. I have to not buy- salty at, at the Rams at all. Wasn't Jamon Brown there? Jamon was. He was there. He was there for I think maybe two seasons. Jamon okay. was there for two seasons and uh, recently got traded to the New York Giants. So he's playing in New York. Was he drafted in the? Was it the first or second I think round? He was in the first round. Yeah, late first round. So he's had a heck of a career. Heck yeah. I remember from an early, early time. I remember looking at him and he was. I think he came in and he was quickly the starting tackle yeah. for, for Louisville. So I mean, he's always been a big body you know, who he, can move pretty well. He wasn't. He did. I don't think he went into college as an offensive lineman. Yeah, hey, I think he was a defensive he's a defensive lineman. lineman. I think you're right. I remember that he played D line at Fern Creek and he would dip to O line when we needed help. But um, I think he can He definitely got um scouted as a uh, defensive lineman from Fern Creek and he moved. Transition to the offensive line. So Tom start. Brady does. He has five Super Bowls. Oh, so if man. they win Sunday, then they tied your Steelers. Oh man, I need I, I need for uh, the Rams to come through. Chris, did we have a call on there? Yeah, I talked to Blue for a minute. He, he had, always calls in. I love Blue. Why didn't he want to be on the air? Well, he just he had a personal. He, he wanted to ask me why I had Calipari number two behind uh, Coach K, and basically I was telling him. He didn't want to be in the air. He just wanted to argue with you about that. He, well, he just wanted to know why, you know, he, he knew we didn't have much time. But basically, I told That's okay. him uh, he was wanting to know why Jay Wright, uh, I didn't have Jay Wright number two because he's got more titles. And Think the, how he does. And basically, I told him Final Fours, uh, total body of work, John Calipari, uh, I, I would put him number two. And I'm a Kentucky fan. I'm biased. So I'm going to. Uh, you know. I'll give you that. You wear it. You, yeah. you know it. You know. You admit to it. That's right. So you know, uh, Jay Wright has won two of the last three, but beyond that, he hasn't went to the Final Four. Now, obviously, two titles. That's amazing. But uh, that's in a small window. He's okay. Been, you know, but that's about it. Okay. We appreciate your call, Blue. As always. When I'm working on that side of the window, sometimes Blue calls in and he does that. He says, "I don't have to be on the air today," but. But yeah. this is this is what I you know want to contribute to the show. So we want to thank our man Mayhem Moten. Yes, sir. Can we just do away with Timothy. We can. Mayhem. Mayhem. Just call me Mayhem. Anytime I hear the word Mayhem, I turn. Uh, game is or the your fight is at the Bourbon Hall. Bourbon Hall, March twenty third. 
Okay. Uh, if the times are the same, the doors open at 7 and the first fight is at 8. Don't be late because I know people said that, oh, we came in at 8, you know, 845 and your fight's already over. Yeah, that doesn't, typically don't last too long. We you're, like the, to you're the main event. Get out. No, no, no. So he places me in the beginning because he wants that, that boom to go off. So I, I typically get on around the second, second or third fight. Second or third fight, you know, to set it off. What do you know about your opponent for March 23rd? I don't. I don't what do you know mean? Anything. We what? don't know anything. You don't even know if you I have one. I, I, I'm going to have a po- an opponent. I'm going to fight. Okay. You know, Troy's good about making sure I have a fight. Everybody I've but, talked to has had a lot of really good things to say about Troy Askridge. He's awesome, man. He's awesome. He's good for pro boxing. You know, he actually had a fight set up. He showed me something that was great. He showed me a contract. Do you know uh, who James Pritchard is? Mm-hmm. He had a contract between James Pritchard and Greg Page to fight Damn. at Louisville Gardens. Wow. But Pritchard had lost the fight before that, and it took him out of that contract. Yeah, it's difficult to – a lot of times my man Lance Lawrence had uh, was going to make his pro de- debut, and he went through a few opponents, and then yeah, it ended yeah, up ended falling up having, apart the yeah. day of. He was supposed to have a fight on the uh, the first uh, – the uh, Louisville United Pro Boxing shows that we had at Bourbon Hall. So hopefully Lance can get on one of these shows coming up. Lance will be fighting on Saturday. February uh, 2nd. February, this upcoming Saturday. Yeah. February 2nd, Paracade Convention Center in Shepherdsville. I'll be against there. Against Chris Dunn, main I'll event. Be there. It's going to be some good fights. Really good fights. It is. You guys want to see, if you've never been to a fight, you should come out. It's something new. I like the cross-promotional thing. Too many people... And I'm talking to you, Brody O'Leary, one of my buddies I train with. <laughs> they're pro one of the sports, and they're anti the other. And, you know? I don't know. I don't get that. You know I what I mean? I that. like watching people fight. I do. I, I do would too. be down for watching people fight if they had to tie one hand behind their back and try something creative yeah. like that. Yeah. Make it even somehow. It's, what, just, what? it's just the love of a combat sport. Yeah. You know, that's what it is. Gladiator sports. And that's what you do. You love it. I love it. So we, we promote either. You know, I, I, I got great friends who, who do MMA. Uh, BJJ, um, you know, and I have good friends through the boxing world. And uh, you'll definitely see me in attendance at uh, MMA fights, and I'll definitely be at the um, boxing matches around town, too. You'll certainly be at the boxing matches. After your your fighting career is over, are you going to stay involved in the sport? I think I am. I think I am. Coaching? I don't know how. I, I, I got a few kids that I help out, and I like to coach. But I don't know how if it'll be as a promoter standpoint. Okay. Manager. Uh, just because I've been around the game since I was a baby and I know so much about it, the ins and outs. And I'm going through the pro ranks right now, so I won't know the ins and outs of that too. So I don't know where I'll be or what I'll be doing, but I know I will be with boxing some type of way, shape or form, some way. We want to thank Mayhem Moten for coming in with us today. Also, Brandon Lawson and Trey Knight, who were in with us earlier, of Derby City Nutrition. They'll be opening sometime over the next couple weeks. Uh, Healthy Smoothies for Derby City Nutrition, located at 9944 Lynn Station Road. They said if you have a goal of losing weight, they've got the smoothie for you. In a healthy way, you go about losing weight. If you want to gain weight. They've got a smoothie I'm, for that. So every everything in between. I'm heading over there actually when they open up. Uh, they're going to help me out. I'm 
in the middle of trying to get back into shape. So sounds like a great business. You I appreciate me, that. You and me both, brother, because <laughs> yeah. I have to get some green food in me, and I can't eat green food just in front of me, so why not put it in a smoothie? So I know they got some type of way that I can get it down. That's right, man. <laughs> Been, been a great show this morning. I want to thank everybody for contributing to the show. You know, Brian the Insider. Of course, Blue, even though he didn't want to be on the air. Uh, Brandon Lawson, Trey Knight, and Timothy Mayhem Moten. Yes, sir. For joining us. Be sure to check him out at the Bourbon Hall downtown, March 23rd. Chris and I will be back with more of the Weekend Sports Buzz next Sunday. Have a great week, everybody.